0: Are you ready to tell me everything? (laughs) Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Block him. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Lance, episode 42. Guys, I'm so excited about this guest today. I've already stalked (laughs) the shit out of her and she knows it. Dating, guys, it's my favorite topic. I've been wanting to speak about dating again for a while after this whole... (laughs) Thing I got married and stuff. And I was working, searching for the perfect guest. And Christiana Maxian. Yeah, Maxian like action. (laughs) Maxian is the founder of a matchmaking and dating service in the GCC Mm -hmm. with a 95% success rate. Mm -hmm. You are here to rewrite the blueprint of modern dating verse yes i love that
1: we're gonna discuss that and much more so please welcome to the show oh my gosh thank you so much for having me thank you for being here um obviously
0: i've done all the research i've stopped you but (laughs) your story is unbelievable so i kind of
1: want to take it back to where you're from and how you ended up here well, yeah, I think that, so, meeting you, yeah, obviously, like, we're both American, and yeah. you don't get many Americans <laughs> you
0: don't, out here. Isn't it a so, weird, by the way, all yeah. talk
1: about Real Housewives of Dubai, they're, like, all American? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make
0: any sense? We're no. not here! Yeah, I,
1: I, they they did a, uh, what's this called, a switch-up with the cast, mm-hmm. this, I think, to make it more representative of the real vibe, but mm-hmm. let's totally. see how it goes. Let's see how it goes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, from New York, you're a New York gal. I
1: am. Um, you went to school there, grew up there. Oh my gosh, I did. So actually, my story is: I was born in Florida. Okay, uh, I was born in Florida because at the time my father was playing for the Mets. Sick. Yeah. Sick. So and sick. um, yeah, my parents are high school sweethearts. So cute. My father grew up in the Bronx. My mm-hmm. mother grew up in Manhattan. They met when they were 14 and 16 years old. Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> they are exactly two years apart. Mm-hmm. So they got married on their birthday. Cute. So April 18th is like so such a special, special day. Yeah. Yes. And um, yeah, no, it's it's great. Like I was born in Florida, but I grew up in New York. Okay. And we start I started in the Bronx, then we actually ended up moving to Westchester, just mm-hmm. like the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what an interesting Interesting thing to grow up in New York as a teenager and like be taking the train into the city when you're (laughs) literally like 14 years old, getting into bars when you're you're, like adulting
0: at like 14.
1: Yeah, not normal. Yeah, yeah, definitely not
0: normal. (laughs) Definitely different to how I grew up here. Yes, very different.
1: I can only imagine getting into trouble but I think you learn life when you live it quicker so totally.
0: <laughs> did you have any relationships like date like how was dating during your high school do you have like a high school boyfriend yeah. or were you just like a single girl
1: I've I mean I still love love obviously because yeah. this is what I do for a living mm-hmm. um I think that yeah no I had boyfriends mm-hmm. really like all the time and then my freshman year so growing up in New York So I, myself, I'm Puerto Rican, Filipino, and Turkish. Oh, wow. Amazing. I do not speak any other language (laughs) but English. I'm very American that way. (laughs) But um, growing up in New York, you kind of feel like a dime a dozen because everyone is anything, right? Mm -hmm. Red, blue, purple, white, green, black. So it feels normal to be a brown person in New York. And I I actually went to Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. so in Indiana. Nice. And I remember it was literally the second day that I was there. And this guy on the lacrosse team comes up to me and he goes, you're so exotic looking. Oh my and God. Literally, <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking, I went, I'm going to get a lot of play here. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm going to do well here. I was like, I'm going to do, do awesome. Yeah. And it also was kind of funny too. It kind of felt like that reverse experience mm-hmm. that's maybe most people have when they go to university. Maybe they grew up in more of like a homogeneous town mm-hmm. and then they go to university and they go, oh my gosh, wow, it's so diverse where I had the opposite. I went to Notre Dame, and I was like, "Wow, I've never seen so many white people in my life."
0: Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> if you grew up in New York, you're like yeah. a melting pot,
1: a diversity. Exactly. But anyway, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because my freshman year, mm-hmm. so I was a diver, and it was a weekend. I was, I think, it was like the first weekend or whatever, and I met this guy who mm-hmm. was a swimmer, captain of the swim team. Yeah, fell in love, quote unquote. Is, <laughs> I mean, can't even call it love. You're 17 years old.
0: Invatuation. yeah yeah. possibly
1: but no yeah we were engaged my freshman year freshman year
0: you got engaged
1: yeah he was a senior i was a freshman holy shit yeah so we got engaged um but he also was like an indiana boy okay so with that being said it obviously wasn't going to work out Mm -hmm. i was a naughty girl we ended up breaking up and then I had three years to have the most fun time of my life. At Single City. Sing. I mean, sprinkling a few boyfriends in yeah. there. But no, I had the most incredible time. And then being back in New York, like just, I always, I always had boyfriends. And mm-hmm. that's actually what brought me to the UAE.
0: Oh, wow. I have a question, though. Do you believe, just, I know this goes a little bit off topic, I want to get back to the story, but do you believe every girl should have, like, a single girl era? Yes. Do you think it's important? Because I do. I believe it's very important for girls to do the single era. Whatever, whether it's going out every night, whether it's Mm -hmm. getting on apps, whether it's just talking to random people, building connections. Yes. I feel like having, cause I had a single girl era, like 2018 to 2020 where I was just like dating
1: yeah. to see what I like. Like, I don't know you what I have like. have to, and it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Totally. It's a numbers game. And I think like, like most things in life, the more experience you have, the better picker of, I don't know, anything or a path yeah. that you have to choose from. So having that experience is so important
0: no i completely you know you like you know what you don't like
1: and you kind of you build your standards and expectations through that experience for sure
0: so do you okay actually let's get back to the story and then i'll have so many questions for you
1: because i i
0: I, like standards and expectations is such a hot topic right yes let's do it let's do it because Mm -hmm. everyone has i think naturally in our heads, we do have an expectation of a partner or yeah. a, a connection we're building. How do you believe as women? I'm going to put women because this is a women focused podcast, 95% female listeners. How <laughs> do you, how do you believe that women, do you believe that women should have expectations and standards or do you think we should go into something with a kind of blank mind?
1: I think that women should be dating with very high standards but zero expectation. Okay, so what does that mean? So what that means is know kind of what value you bring to Mm -hmm. the table. Because once you're dating from like a standpoint of you know all of the things that you bring to a table, how valuable you are, then that kind of creates that standard of a partner in terms of like, hey, I know that I, I deliver this in a relationship, so I want the same and a partner, what, whatever you're looking for. Yeah. The reason why I say zero expectation is because like we said before, dating is a numbers game. Totally. Not every date you go on is going to be successful or else you'd be married 20 times over. <laughs> <laughs> but so true. which is that happens sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, with that being said, because then you're not putting the expectation on the other person and mm-hmm. maybe you will see, um, More quote unquote failed first dates as less of a failure and more as a growing point, Mm. or like like a point like to jump from. Okay, you know what? This is what I observed from that first date that I like this about this partner and I didn't like this about this partner. Then you're able to make a more I would say educated decision on whether or not you want to move forward with them, rather than oh my gosh, I have this expectation that I'm going to meet or these expectations of I need a partner, I need this, I need that, instead. Of putting that onus on the other person mm-hmm. put it on yourself like this is what i'm going to attract rather than feeling like any person who you meet that doesn't meet that it's a failed oh it was a waste of time no it wasn't it was a learning experience and you can add that knowledge and experience to your bank and see how to move forward to achieve what you are looking for
0: because i do i completely agree with you i believe like when i look back at all my first dates mm-hmm. I have learned something from it. Always. Always have learned something. Even if they're failed, like you're saying. And yeah. I feel like a lot of times as women, we're like, well, what? that was a waste of like whatever, a yeah. dinner, or whatever it was. But you learn. You just, you learn Well, it's from never it. a
1: waste of dinner because you got fed. You got fed. <laughs> you got fed. You got I a drink? Love, I love eating. Feed me all day. Are you going to drink, right? Are you going to drink out yeah. of it?
0: <laughs> so you okay so post single girl era yeah of yours, you meet someone
1: well okay so even when i was living in new york i always like kind of had a boyfriend like i would okay. go through like single single phases but um yeah because when did i met maybe my mid my mid-20s is, okay. is when we had met and no it was a whirlwind romance okay We met on the last night of one of his business trips in New York. Wow. He was working for a company out in the UAE. Um, We had a wild time together and I honestly thought I would never see this person again. I was just like, I was like, wow, great night. Yeah, yeah. Like, great night. Woohoo! I was like, great night. Awesome. And then uh, he ended up Obviously he had my number. Yeah. Um and yeah, and then we just yeah, we spoke for about ten days. He ended up getting another business trip back to New York. I think he finagled that in. And um I remember when we went on like the first date when he was back, we sat we sat at this restaurant, he says on like he's talking or whatever and and, like I interrupted him and I go, I'm so sorry. Can you remind me what's your name again? Stop. i swear and i (laughs) and i remember him looking at me and going you you don't know my name i go no and he goes why didn't you ask i was like i just thought that we were just getting to know one another i didn't think i was gonna see that
0: is hilarious
1: and it's kind of funny like looking back at it now because he's 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 like a big deal right so it's funny that i probably in that moment i knocked him down a few pegs but but he probably was like shit this girl is like on a pedestal. Yes. I gotta like work for her. So in my favor. Yeah, work <laughs> in your favor.
0: So when so with that relationship, yeah. when you're saying like work for it, do you think that Cause I feel like as women, sometimes our standards, I know we just talk about mm-hmm. standards, but they go down. Like we're mm. like the first day, oh, they want to split the check. Okay, maybe I should no. do that and that's okay. But never, never. never. But I think women sometimes lower their standards don't. Because they want a connection. They're eager. I don't want to say desperate. Yes. They're eager to have a connection with someone. What do you say mm-hmm. to women that have that? Because right now you're saying like yeah. you had the, the your ex like work for yeah. it.
1: Mm -hmm. How do you
0: what are some tips and tricks that women, I think, could do to make that happen for themselves?
1: I I said this recently on a podcast, and I think that when you're eager or like reeking of desperation, what's really important to do is have your list. Right. Of things that you want in a partner and don't seek it. Become that list. Because when you become all of those traits, qualities, values that you are looking for in a partner, you stop looking for it because you are that. Mm -hmm. And then you start attracting that because when you know that you are this great, wonderful being of (laughs) value, then you don't settle. And it also becomes this thing of that's your expectation of, oh, I expect my partner to also be this way. And when you're dating with that mindset and from that perspective, you will attract that partner. Totally. I, Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. There is. Yeah, there is. And it
0: always happens when you least expect it.
1: Always. Do you believe that? Always. Because I like, you stop looking for exactly, it.
0: Exactly, and it comes yeah, to you. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: Um. Okay. So fast forward, you're in the UAE.
1: Yeah. I'm. He-
0: yeah. I'm here. <laughs> you're in the UAE, and the relationship <laughs> ends.
1: Yes. Yes. So we ended up splitting. Was that a transformative After,
0: breakup for you?
1: Yes. It changed everything in my life in a very good way. Like, I do not hold any animosity mm-hmm. against this person. If anything, I actually thank him every single day for bringing me to the UAE. Mm-hmm. Because in New York, my family and I, we live within five miles of one another. Wow. I would have never, ever left New York. Like, I would have just stayed there your forever. Comfort, because it's your comfort yeah. zone, too. Exactly. I had all my friends there, my family. I am so grateful to him because it brought me to the UAE. Although our relationship didn't work out, I always see it as he was the vehicle that brought me here. And without that, I wouldn't have all of the successes that I have. That's today. a
0: very positive way. And I, and mm-hmm. I, and I always... And Wait, I, think I
1: didn't always feel this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say because... After the breakup, it was tragic and traumatic. But I think that going through things, you always need to know that... God I'm sorry, man's rejection is God's protection. I love that. So when you start seeing it that way, of course, when you're right smack dab in the middle of it, it's hard to see that. But always trying to remind yourself whenever anything happens, because I've had a couple curved balls thrown my way. Whenever something happens, now I just look up and I go, okay, what is the lesson learned here? And where is the blessing? Mm. and when and and that could be for relationships your job anything um once you start seeing the world and life like that you start living more
0: I think every breakup because I've been through Mm -hmm. really some some traumatic shit with breakups had an ex come into my apartment trashed it like and it it was was bad but when you're in it obviously you're in the lens right you can't see it from the perspective of oh my god look at I can now see toxic behavior and avoid it like the plague Mm
1: -hmm. you know because he was
0: toxic from the beginning obviously it was my first love all that shit
1: and you're yeah you're young you're you're young well you're you're young but also probably inexperienced as your first love yeah you you kind of accept you you accept a lot of things with inexperience Mm -hmm. which is why before when we were talking about dating and dating is a numbers game i actually think that the more experience you have the better picker of a partner you become
0: It's a really good way to look at it, actually.
1: And it's so interesting. I mean, I'm chatting this guy right now, and he was... somehow like past stuff got brought up and um in my head i was like where is he trying to get at with this like Mm -hmm. what is he trying to learn from me because i mean maybe that's just like the business mind i have i'm like what do you (laughs) want from me but um no he said he was like he's like if anything i actually want somebody who's had a lot of like past relationships because then that shows me that their experience with knowing the opposite sex, even living with a partner, maybe even being married. He's like, I actually value that more than somebody who's maybe been single forever. That's, that makes a lot of sense, actually, mm-hmm. to me,
0: because you've had, you know what you want. Like we were saying, yeah. it's a numbers game. You know what you want. The more you date, the more experiences you oh,
1: have. 1,000%. You're closer
0: to getting, I guess, the partner that mm-hmm. you're maybe supposed to end up with. How did you get into matchmaking? Ah. Like, how did this all happen?
1: Oh, my gosh. So, do you remember the show Millionaire Matchmaker? Yes. Okay, so Patty Stenger is actually my partner now. Oh wow! But I, I, will get into like how that happened. Yeah, it was twenty twenty. Okay. So at that time, I actually was working in education. Cool. And um, what ended up happening is everybody was home. Yes. You obviously have a very. L- l- I did, and what I was doing had a much lighter workload. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just had time, and I said, I was like, you know what? I want to start an Instagram account. I've always been a wee bit cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And the Instagram account was dating in Dubai. Okay. And I was recording my or documenting my experience as a Western expat dating That's post amazing. lockdown. Love that. Uh, some in lockdown as well, because I I found the whole um, idea of a Zoom date very ridiculous. But <laughs> please tell me you didn't do that. I did one. Oh God, and that actually, must have been. Yeah, yeah, I, I did do one. And I was like, hmm, I was like, have I reached a new low? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yes, I have. Life. I was like, this is rock bottom. <laughs> is rock bottom. <laughs>
0: like, what do you do on a Zoom date? You're like sipping tea. Well, like
1: everybody was doing, I mean, I yeah. actually, I did a few to be fair, actually. I don't know why I'm saying I did one. I yeah. did a few. But anyway, um, and then just documenting that experience. Once we were outside of lockdown, I actually put it on pause because then I had I was a leader in a school and I said, I'm just so focused right now. Open up the account again. Probably it was the twenty twenty one of March and the school that I was working for caught wind of the account. OK, and they let me go in 24 hours. Whoa. Yep, brought me into the office. And I remember, like, there was just, like, a lot of politics going on in the school. But it, it felt weird. It felt like an ambush and attack. Like, why didn't you just tell me? Like, 100%. instead of just, like... Because also, like, I I was their equal. Yeah, like, of course. And so, I don't know. It, it felt weird. But I always said, like, there's a silver lining to everything. Totally. What is the lesson learned? And what is the blessing moving forward? I So, I got let go in 24 hours. Obviously, I was still on the visa. They still were paying me and I got a payout. But it gave me that time to kind of reflect and think about what do I want to do? And through this account, people would ask me so many questions. About dating, relationships, and I loved helping people. And I've always been a connector. A connector of people, whether that was friendship, business, romantic. And this was also at the time when they started introducing uh, Golden Visas, Work Remote retirement visas yeah. massive trend of people from people renting to buying property yeah and then also they changed the laws about living with a partner totally and having a child out of wedlock yeah so i consulted a heavy duty legal team and i said how do i make this legal in this country we created all these contracts and then they said yep now you can this is the time to open up your matchmaking agency wow and I actually created like my first packages from my own brain. I just said, what would I want dating in Dubai as a person who is elite? And that's how I created my first packages. That's incredible. Yeah, I had my first client October 2021 and now partnered with Patty Stanger Millionaires Club and then Sync Matchmaking. And now we are a team of six expert matchmakers that run the globe.
0: So that's incredible. First of all, congratulations. Thank this you. Is, thank it's a beautiful you. story. Um, <laughs> I No, because I love how you, like, yes, you were like, go, which sucks, obviously. Mm-hmm. But look what came out of it.
1: I'm so grateful. And yeah. thank you to the woman who pushed me out. I'm yes. going to send her flowers
0: after <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what happens in the matchmaking? So say yeah. someone comes to you. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the process? Like? like, if someone's listening, they're like, all right, I'm yeah. down, like, First of all, who is a good candidate? Because I yes. also believe that a candidate needs to be someone who's maybe done some self-reflection, mm-hmm. who kind of knows what they want and is ready for the next step. So what's your ideal candidate to work with to get them to meet their partner?
1: Yes. So what we do is we match make men. Okay. So men who are high net worth, ultra high net worth individuals. And the process to be onboarded as as a guy is literally like we have screening calls. There is a preliminary match session where this is kind of like a trial. We mm-hmm. get to see how we work with one another, understand your type. Can we actually really achieve this for you? And this is why we have such a high success rate. Because we are in a very fortunate enough position where we get to choose our clients. Because mm-hmm. we go through like these processes. Processes wow. with them. But women, and actually men, because sometimes I mean, every now and then we'll take on one or two females. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But um, you can join the database for free. Oh, wow. And Anywhere in the world, because we have over 40,000 members in our global database. Wow. So you can go to our website, join for free, and you upload your information. I always tell anybody who is joining the database, be very thoughtful in how you write your bio because this isn't a dating app and mm-hmm. these are confidential profiles that matchmakers see but also a potential client is yeah. going to see them so we have a lot of people who kind of treat it like a bumble or a hinge where they just put down like their stats and i'm like it needs to be a narrative a narrative and brag about yourself all of your successes your accomplishments <laughs> yeah absolutely though because it's funny because of where our price points start so we started at thirty thousand uh us dollars mm-hmm. for a membership and i think we're the only matchmaker agency that offer unlimited matchmaking opportunities globally so what does that mean like you can be you can be matched
0: with anyone in the world
1: correct wow yeah because we do have a very extensive database but our clients will tell us like hey i only want to date in dubai and london easy that's even easier for us yeah The actually the more specific you are the easier (laughs) it is for us right but for some clients we tell them we advise you to expand your search especially if they're living in much more of like a rural area, we're not going to find 10 miles outside of, I'm going to make up like whole punk Texas. (laughs) We're not going to find that for you. But if you, yeah, if you expand to Dallas, we can find it. Expand to Austin, Houston, we can find it. But anyway, um, with that being said, our clients want to, and like there's this misconception that, they're maybe party boys, or but just throwing money. But that's the thing. How do you, you differentiate, it? like, the yeah. fuck boys
0: from like the real people who want connections?
1: Most of our clients who come to us are probably more introverted.
0: Interesting.
1: They are. So more, they need like helping. They set need, up, need the network. Mm. They're probably people who have had their heads down. We're building a business. Most of our clients are founders. Oh wow, it's very interesting. I've only had two lawyers um corporate ooh, maybe one or two but i think yeah.
0: maybe why their founders is a theory is because they've spent so many years like you said building their business mm-hmm. from sc- scratch scratch yeah. And now they're like i'm ready to find the one
1: they have the mentality of getting like their ducks in a row mm. okay i've reached this kind of level or status in business and financials i just bought a house now i need to find a partner that's usually that's sometimes how it goes yeah. and um so then they they come to us because they are looking for a wider network to pull to fish from basically but on top of that as well the mentality that our clients have is that they outsource most things in their life Mm. you want to get fit you hire a pt have a problem in your business you hire a lawyer hey i need somebody to organize my love life i hire a matchmaker Wow, And that's really how it goes. And like I said, the reason why like girls love joining our database and having the opportunity to go on a date with our clients, it's not a guarantee because like I said, the database is massive, but having that opportunity is because we take care of everything from planning the date, booking the date, confirming it, managing the feedback, especially in Dubai. We have such strict rules about intimacy and sharing contact information. So everybody feels like, I don't want to say the word safe, but it just feels very Well, it does clean. feel safe. It does, to be honest. Clean and black and white. Yes. And you just go. You see if you have a connection, you leave. There's nothing, there's no gray There's area. no attachments to it as no. well. Um, do you
0: prep? people for the first date like is there yeah. like you should like ask these type of questions to understand if you're aligned in values obviously on paper mm-hmm. it's one thing when you're yes. meeting someone like you know what even totally on dating apps when you're yeah. texting someone it could be like a crazy connection you meet them you're like oh,
1: what yeah. The hell is yeah do totally. you have like
0: Dating like 101. This is what you should ask on a first date.
1: Some some clients need it more than others. It cool. just depends, right? Like we have some clients that we literally have like coaching calls with them. We send everybody this um some inf- same information mm-hmm. for like tips and all of this. I will spend more time with some clients, kind of prepping them for okay. the date than I do with other clients. Some clients are very um hands off and yeah, they know what they're doing because they've already been married twice they already know it's
0: so interesting maybe someone
1: who's finding a wife for the first time they need more help help, yeah mm -hmm, it just depends
0: do you find dating i know you're global and you have do you find though because i mean i've dated in dubai obviously now i'm married so i i know the dating scene here i've lived it for five years as an adult forget my teenage years but as an adult from 2017 to 2020 I dated, I went on Bumble, I went on Hinge, I went on Tinder. I did friends through friends. That's how I ended up meeting my husband. But I do find dating in Dubai quite hard Mm -hmm. because you have your Playboys, right? You have the Playboys, the D-I-F-C boys. And then you have the boys that are like kind of wanting a connection, but not yet. And then you have the (laughs) hidden wanting to have a relationship. Yeah. Do you find dating in Dubai hard?
1: (laughs) I think As someone who's dating in Dubai. Yeah, I think any major city has its drawbacks, right? I would actually say that the best part about dating in Dubai is that you can date the entire map. True. Like you can date from all different types of cultures, religions, and really figure out like what you are attracted to. I would also say that dating in Dubai is different than what I hear dating in the States is like, gosh, I haven't lived there in almost seven years, but I think that men are more likely to actually take you on a real dinner date here for the first date rather than in the States. A drink or coffee or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. I think I have to agree with that. I dated in
0: college and this was like six years ago, but Mm -hmm. like you, seven years ago, almost when I was in the States and I was on all the apps. I felt like the dates were cheaper.
1: Correct. Does that make sense? Yeah, like no, were, definitely. Like, they were much
0: cheaper than Dubai. I think Dubai has a standard of dating of, like, dinner is your first date.
1: Yes. As far in the
0: States, it could be a drink, a coffee, a walk.
1: Yeah. Type of vibe. And I don't do that. You don't do that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not a dog. I don't need a walk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I, actually, during COVID, I'll be honest, when we, like, restaurants were still closed and stuff. Yeah. I was on Tinder and stuff. My first dates with guys were walks. Because we couldn't yeah. go to restaurants, right? Yeah. So you walk and around that the makes springs. Sense. But I have to say, sober and walking with no, yeah. like, dinner in front of you is a whole different vibe to dating. Definitely. Did not work out. Okay, I want to <laughs> ask you about your dating life. Yeah. As someone who's a matchmaker. Yeah. How do you deal with or deal or handle or do your dating life in Dubai? Like, do you kind of think about your tips and tricks all the time as you, like, meet people? Or yeah. are you kind of, like figuring it out as you go
1: you know it's interesting because like there are so many people that talk the talk but don't walk the walk totally and i always have that in the back of my head like when i am dating somebody i'm like would i advise somebody to leave this situation that's interesting only because like i mean any advice you give you should give to yourself duh and you should be following it like i recently uh split from a guy probably Mm -hmm. where are we now we're in april probably like a month and a half ago i split from him And I remember that the date before I split from him, I told him to his face. I said, I feel like I'm devaluing myself by being with you and giving you so many allowances. And I told him this straight up, because this is what I would advise somebody else to say. Totally,
0: one of your clients would say the same thing. Yeah,
1: anything. And I thought in my head, I was like, let's see if he changes, not changes, but makes more of an effort. And he didn't, so then I, I let it go. I dumped him. I'm a very practical human being. I just said, this is it. Sorry. Wish you well. If you want to have a chat, sure. If not, we're done. Right? Wow. Anyway. But the way
0: this... Say- Sorry, I have to be an observation. You're saying this so casually.
1: I am very...
0: Like, you're yeah. really... Do you think it's because of all the experiences you've yes. had now in the last seven years?
1: Yes. You're I, cutting the uh-huh. bullshit. I think so. And I think that when you have reached, like, a level in life where you know what you bring to the table in a relationship and you reflect and say, what are my USPs? Like all the successes, accomplishments that I've had. When you're dating from that perspective, you don't stand for a lot and your boundaries become harder. Yeah. And yeah, more clear And I say, though, like you should be dating with boundaries and letting people know or you don't have to be so blunt about it. But I think actions speak louder than words. But, yeah, having those kind of uh, standards when you're dating. And then guess what? Like, it's funny. I was having a conversation with my girlfriend the other day and we were comparing a couple of our friends and their dating lives. Sorry. (laughs) 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 We were comparing a couple of our friends and like, let's I'll just break it down this way. One of them is a 10 out of 10 looks wise. Okay. Extremely insecure. Okay. Extremely insecure, doesn't value herself and she's always dating losers, mm-hmm. right? But she's attracting that too. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And she's a 10 out of 10 looks. Mm-hmm. The other one, I would say a six, seven out of 10 looks, but when she walks in the room, she holds herself high and she does not date anybody below a certain level of income or a level of value that they have. Interesting. Does
0: income have a lot to do with? Because in dating in Dubai, (laughs) I have to say, some girls' income, finances, Yes. I, mean, a lot, I mean, let's be honest. We live in an expensive city. Like Fair, yeah. a cheap expense, it's not a cheap city at all. Uh, I was just in Paris actually. And I was like, like, you know what I mean? You get a croissant for like three euros. I'm like, where do I, you know what I yeah. mean? It's such a different vibe, but income is a big topic for me. Yeah, it's an uncom- It was it was an uncomfortable one to bring you up. You have
1: a money blockage.
0: <laughs> I do, no, because yeah, it's, it's an uncomfortable topic to bring up to your partner.
1: No, talk me, about is, money,
0: but you are being open I to it. I love money. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's <laughs> a way? What's sorry if it is no, no, go go. But what's a way people can like bring up the finance part of the relationship?
1: So, um I know myself and how much. Money I make, obviously. But I would not call anybody my boyfriend unless I knew, ballpark, what their salary was.
0: You know what's interesting? Our salary,
1: whatever income they're income taking. They're making. Yeah. Because
0: I think it's an interesting conversation about income because it's it can be uncomfortable, but it's important.
1: It's very important. It's a very
0: important. I made sure in, like, relationships that I've had, I mean, the more meaningful ones, later in life, let's not talk about first love. Yeah. Income was an uncomfortable topic for me to bring up, but I had to bring it up. Yeah. Because as a woman, I feel like we have to protect ourselves.
1: Well, also, and think about it this way, right? Like, let's say you're, like, I know people who move in with partners and don't know how much they make. I'm like, you are insane. That's wild. I'm like, you're insane. I'm like, how are you doing bills? Oh, we're splitting 50-50. Oh my gosh, jump off a bridge. What are you doing? Well, don't don't do that. Sorry, (laughs) delete that from there. But but what I'm saying is like the 50-50, because I explained this the other day and I said, I was like, You should not be splitting finances 50-50 with anybody unless you legitimately know that the two of you are on the same exact income. Because let's say you and I are dating one another. You make 100, I make 50. Why are we splitting the 20,000 rent down the middle? That makes no sense to me. I should be paying five and you should be paying the rest. Mm. Making it more Mm proportion to To your actual income. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Like I dated a guy once in Abu Dhabi who uh a Dutch guy, so you know, the going Dutch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. He he was lovely, he was. Yeah. But anyway, so in the beginning obviously he's paying for everything. Um and it had to have been like date number, I don't know, four or five when we were like getting more serious and he said, He's like, Just let you know. He's like, I think you're great. He's like, but I don't feel comfortable with always paying for the date okay and i told him straight up i said that is fine i was like you don't need to tell me your salary but this is how much i make and i told him what i made on a teacher salary and i said now you don't have to tell me how much but then you make it proportionate to whatever and then he looked at me because i know i knew he had a really good job and he said he goes you can pay the tip then and i said no problem
0: and i just continued paying the tip so you're saying okay do you think would you say fourth or fifth date finances should come up
1: (laughs) For me, yes. That's a very, that's yeah, it, that's something that I hold Do you I advise your very, clients very that as well? Well, the thing is it's different with our clients okay. because... Our clients are high net worth, ultra high net worth individuals. Some of them want some want a woman who is financially independent and some of them don't care. So it's really about what do you value? I know for me, I would need a partner and finances is a major thing for me, period. I think that has to do with like security, probably 100 percent, probably things I saw growing up in my childhood, fights about money, things like that. So I never want to have that. And things that I see in other uh, familial relationships where somebody's hiding money, somebody doesn't even know how much the other person makes. And I never, ever want to be caught in a situation where, God forbid, let's say we're married, we have children and then we split and our bank accounts are at zero. Well, I, that, that's I, crazy always, to I always
0: believe that women should have um, a finances of their own. This for me, and my mom taught me this. This has been instilled in me. Mm -hmm. Always have your own bank account, no matter what. You're working, you're not working. Always have your own bank account. I think finances is a very personal thing between, but it is a discussion that has to be made.
1: But don't hide it from your partner. You can just be open about it. Be open on it. This is my account. This is your account. And maybe, and actually, it's so funny. I was thinking about this on my way here, just (laughs) driving, you know, when you just have like random thoughts in your head. And I was thinking about, like a future partner and just saying, okay, so maybe what we could do is have a joint account and say, we put 10% of our income, both of us in it. Mm -hmm. So then it's proportionate to whatever you're making. And that makes sense for a joint. I like that. That's what I was thinking about. 10% each, whatever. Let's say you're making a thousand. I'm making a hundred thousand, 10% of whatever that is.
0: Um, is there any tips that you could give to understand on a first date? If a guy wants to just do a one night stand type of situation or have a deeper connection? (laughs) Like, are there like, every guy will shoot
1: his shot period. And and I don't think that you should totally discount him if he shoots his shot. It's okay. It's up to you whether or not you go forward. You have autonomy. You can make your own decisions. Right. Um, I think that, It's interesting because I think sometimes what I hear a lot is women getting maybe a little angry if a guy on, let's say, their dating app profile says that they're looking for something serious, but then they don't even go forward after the first date. And then they're like, oh, well, he said he's looking for something serious. And you're like, but maybe that's not with you. And you can't be upset about that. You know what I mean? Like in that sense of. But see, that's rejection. And as we
0: we, humans do not deal with rejection well.
1: No, it's not nice, but I think when you come to a point in your life, like, I feel like I'm a duck. I'm like, water off my back. Anything that happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how How do you deal with rejection? I don't... Well, I mean, it's not not like I don't care about it, but I would say it doesn't bother me as much because I know that the person that you want to be with is going to want to wildly be with you as well. So why would you force that in another person that just you're creating a relationship based on a false foundation. So why would yes. you go forward with that? That's silly to me.
0: I also, so I got rejected. I went on a couple dates. This was like two years ago now, three years ago. But yeah, I went on a couple of dates. The guy I really liked him. I was like, oh, we have a connection. He sent me like a break. It was like three dates. Okay. He sent yeah. me like a breakup te- text saying.
1: Three, th- three dates is good though. Three you dates. get to see them in three different scenarios. Yeah, Perfect. So yeah. he
0: sent me a breakup text saying like, I don't think we're compatible, whatever, Perfect. whatever. Also Done. obviously natural human reaction I'm but her I'm like yeah. why, why not me like do I don't look a certain way do I did I act mm. like am I a little bit too outgoing and then as time went by I realized thank God yeah thank God three dates he saw that we were incompatible because imagine two yeah. years imagine one year that's what I eight said days. so I think the rejection narrative mm-hmm. needs to be changed
1: yes. I, I totally agree with you. Another thing that you can do um, to n- try to, like, avoid romanticizing a relationship That's with somebody. A really good point. Is to journal. Okay, I love that. And journaling, it can even just be in your phone. Pull out, like, your notes app. And after the date, like, just very, like, anecdotal notes, like this is what happened and even maybe add in like, oh, I like that he did this. Uh, you know, I'm questioning whether he did this or oh, I didn't like that he did that. And just having those kind of like notes. So then let's say it does come to the third date. And then this way you can actually. So I'm such a practical human being. <laughs> but like you, you like you could literally just analyze, like, is this what I want? Because please, like nobody changes take people at face value no and if they say that they don't want something they don't want it like believe take, them believe
0: them believe and don't them. try and fight it
1: no and why would you want to force a connection with somebody that makes no sense to me and, and also
0: you'd probably bring you unhappiness
1: because you're just constantly battling and that's not any kind of i don't want to fight for love that's my Stance.
0: <laughs> All right, well, Christiana, thank you so much for coming Yay, on the podcast. That was amazing. Yes. If anyone is interested in your dating services, yes. you're not speaking, I'll put it in the link in bio and tag Please you. Do. Guys, subscribe, 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 and I will see you next week. Bye.